but uh, we have a cold open topic today. <laughs> yeah, we this this got a little out of hand for what the cold open topic is. Zach, how about you introduce our cold open topic? Well, since we're watching a movie that has some interesting topics, I figured why not each of us just identify one film that we think uh is a good children's film that addresses prejudice. It doesn't have to be racial, but if it is, that's cool. You know. I'm going to go first because right. mine's the easiest. Okay. Yep. To Kill the Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. Very nice. nice. That's, that's, I think that's like the, the quintessential. Because I, th- I feel like that is a, a kid's movie and at least a, you know. Yeah, my eldest movie. is approaching the age where... I'm thinking of watching it because its middle name is Atticus and he needs to learn why. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great film. I wouldn't have thought of it as being sort of a children's film, but I understand why you're saying I, that it, it I, is. I think it's just as Scott as the character being yeah. that point of view of a child, I think yeah. allows it to kind of give you that representation enough to call it a children's movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and yeah. it's told from a child's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's uh easy an easy identifier for children to get into the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I went with um a live concert performance of Rush from 1974. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I went with the the Queen of Catway. Uh or I may be pr- mispronouncing it. Is it Catway, I believe. Catway, thank you. Yes. Um which addresses a lot of prejudice and elitism in the chess community because we have a young girl from Uganda who is a chess prodigy and finds a lot of roadblocks in the way because of that. And it's, um, it's a beautiful film that I like a lot. So that's mine. The opposite of searching for Bobby Fisher. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say, I, I thought that was a Mira and I air film. Wonderful pick. Thank you. Rachel, what do you got? Oh, I struggled a bit, fellas. I had a few. Um, I sort of started with the very obvious Disney sort of look at things. And then I was sort of thinking about films that I watched that showed prejudice growing up. And it was things like uh, Stand By Me, mm. Mm. Um, where we're sort of looking at class and, and you know, when you look at different characters within it. Um, but the film I actually landed on was Land Before Time. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love Don Bluth. Well, <laughs> I just sort of... I, I just, I mean, because I, I, I really, really thought about this in the uh, hour that uh, Zach gave me as a heads up to really think <laughs> about this. And, um, and I just sort of, I circled around so many films. There's, there, you know, I, I even looked at things like Cool Runnings, where oh, I was sort of looking at, that's yeah. A, that's great. a good one, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and then I just sort of thought about Land Before Time, and I think that sort of probably was my first introduction to things, but there is an amazing Australian film which um, uh, Jonathan just uh, peaked in my mind because he was talking about things uh, being seen through the eyes of a child. So, we, so are you? Um, which is called Rabbit Proof Fence, and it's about oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, a, an Indigenous Australian film as well. So, Ooh. yeah, those those were my choices. Hell yeah! Thank you. Yeah. Very nice. Now, uh, Mr. Workman, what you got there? Well, I was going to go the Don Bluth route as well and pick an American tale, uh, which uh, I think is uh, a beautiful uh, introduction, a beautiful film. 
and yeah. a good introduction to uh, prejudice and anti-Semitism uh, to kind of teach children that the world's not great. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the uh, 2000 Disney Channel original movie, The Color of Friendship, which is about yes. a friendship between a young black girl and a young white girl in apartheid South Africa. Mm-hmm. And It was uh, on my list, yeah. I, I'm a big decom guy. You know, I'm always on here talking to decoms. And, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a good one. This is a real good one. Yes, I agree. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for indulging and bringing some beautiful recommendations. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, you guys want to talk about a movie? Yeah, let's talk about a movie. people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan beers i'm zach mccoy and i'm rachel hope and we are your oscar crouches and welcome back to the oscar podcast show where we discuss oscar winners throughout history try to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong in what film are we watching this week zach we're watching a kid's film about prejudice systemic racism psychotropic drugs and why foxes are just so damn sexy it's zootopia Zootopia. Is this everybody's first time seeing Zootopia? No. 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 For me as well. Does anybody remember the first time they did see Zootopia? I I think I went by myself. I I was not able to see it in theaters, but I did see it shortly after it was released on home something. Probably DVD. Something. I'm going to echo Jonathan's sentiments, but it sounded like Rachel had a story (coughs) break. I, I remember it being the first film that my nephew sat through in the cinema without having to get up a million times. So I remember taking him to see it. Nice. nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, before uh, we jump into an Oscar breakdown, Rachel, you haven't been on this mini series yet of the best animated feature. So I'm going to ask you the third or the, the question we've been asking people up front when they guest on here. <laughs> What are some films that you think uh, should have won Best Animated Feature if the category existed before 2001? Mm. Oh, I think The Lion King was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, you should always go Um, the first one that comes to mind. (laughs) Um, I loved Beauty and the Beast as well. Um, I'd go Land Before Time. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Um, does anyone else remember the, the Transformers movie? Yes. <laughs> you got the, who are you talking to? That's the first time I ever heard Weird Al was in the Transformers movie. Yeah, I think those would be some of my picks, absolutely. And Beauty, nice. Be- Beauty and the Beast, I think, because, uh, you know, Belle is my homegirl, because I like me a woman that likes how to read. Mm. So, <laughs> but yeah, Transformers would definitely be in there, too. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Excellent. All right. Um, Oscar breakdown. Break did you guys think I was going to ask the Clifford the Big Red Dog questions? I did. That, I honestly I did. did. Have, have you Got seen it. Clifford the Big Red Dog yet? I haven't seen Clifford the Big Red Dog. I did read the books growing up, though. The, I think the newest film is beautiful. It is. Very sweet. Yeah. I'll and, have to check it out. 
And it says the most important thing that you can say in a movie. Love is magic. Love is magic. Love is magic. I'm I'm disappointed in myself that I forgot about the Care Bear movies. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're asking I, me uh, about animated yes. films. So my <laughs> sister is actually named after Megan from the Care Bear movies, but only because I would pronounce it as Megan. My mom spelt it the way that she did. So. <laughs> Three. Oh, no, that's not Care Bears. That's My Little Pony. Yeah, oh. yeah. I oh, was well. gonna, you know, it sounded wrong for a second, it but did. I didn't, I didn't want to second guess your story. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. Now the world knows. I liked My Little Pony as a kid. Yeah. Fuck yeah! No shame. Well done. <laughs> I I played with Barbie, so yeah. There we go. Me too. Me too. I watched Gummy Bears. <laughs> there you go. Well, everybody Loved watched Gummy, Gummy Bears. Bears. Gummy yeah, Bears awesome. they were bouncing here and there and everywhere. I know you couldn't miss them. High Adventures Adventure Beyond, beyond yeah. Compare. <laughs> they are the Gummy Bears. Yeah. <laughs> if you started doing the Snorks theme song, I would have been there for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I wish I knew it. <laughs> I never got into Snorks. Oh, get yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody yeah, else everybody. know uh, Samurai Pizza Cats? Samurai, Samurai Pizza Cats. Pizza Cats. <laughs> Who do you call when you want some pepperoni? I used to watch that in Bruno the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all of those like early '90s cartoons. Just I, I ate the shit out of all of them. Nice. Biker Mice from <laughs> Mars, Mighty Max, <laughs> Street Sharks, Street Sharks, Jawsome, Jawsome. Okay, let's do an Oscar break. Uh, we, we've already done the song, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zootopia wins Best Animated Feature Film, giving Byron Howard, Rich Moore, and Clark Spencer Academy Awards. It beats Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which was the, the first film that the... Uh, Travis Knight, who was heading up Laika at the time, the first film he directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Moana from Disney, uh, giving John Musker and Ron Clements Academy Award nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, My Life is Zucchini and the Red Turtle from Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, extra Category Award nominations. Best Original Song. We get How Far I'll Go from Moana, and not in the category, but animated film nonetheless, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. Yeah. Uh, which gives Max Martin an Academy Award nomination, who you may know as the guy who wrote every song in the late 90s. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least that wasn't written by Diane Warren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you liked a song in the late 90s, Max Martin probably wrote it. Uh, the entire Blink-182 Enema of the State written by Max Martin. A little known fact. Don't look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe that's it. I'm going to go ahead and look down here real quick. No original score nominations. Uh, best visual effects. Kubo and the Two Strings. Hell yeah. Picking up a visual effects. And score. I didn't think i saw a note it was la la land jackie lion and moonlight passengers so uh, yeah comment later <laughs> okay <laughs> all right and that is our oscar breakdown all well, right well let's talk about this movie let's zootopia okay. so, mm, so the most rule 34 movie of all time <laughs> it could be uh, i don't know that uh that disney robin hood exists that's true well i'll just get it out of the way for every generation there's a sexy fox that just 
stirs things up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just There's something about the tigers at the end. Honestly, I think that's where it's at. Hmm. I, what is it about? Like buff tiger dudes. That's just attractive, right? <laughs> Am I awakening something in myself? I'm not sure. But probably you got a Shere Khan thing going on. Watch a little too much tailspin. <laughs> First off, there's not too much tailspin. That, that's fair. <laughs> <sighs> so I like this movie. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but again, it's it's one of those movies where they're not subtle with the message at all. Mm-hmm. And I I can get behind that because in kids movies, you do need to be a little bit more obvious in what's going on. Right. Um, but just it, when you do it more than happy feet, it, it's kind <laughs> of a thing. Um, there's also too much Shakira. So. Mm. I don't know that there's mm. such a thing as too much Shakira. I don't think there is. You, I mean, what have, are you talking about? Yeah. Have you seen those hips? They don't <laughs> they lie. They don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it, it just, I think the movie's fine. I don't think it was really. I don't remember how much hype was around the movie. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of was, hype. Was there the quite movie. a bit? Yeah, there was a lot a of hype and maybe even a little controversy because when I um, th- when I first saw it, I thought it was brilliant, and I had some conservative family members that was like, "Oh, there's too much plot, and what's all this?" And <laughs> because you know, 2016, 2017, we got. You know, uh, politics to flame. There was, yeah, there were there were yeah. certain elections that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, there was too much. My kids didn't like it. There was too much story, and I, I don't know if that's true or not. They were probably projecting their children's feelings. Um, it's one of those films that on frequent or on multiple rewatches, there's some cracks in the facade that I ha- take issue with, but I'll. Uh, I'll let some other people speak their feelings before I go into those. I, I think that uh, Jonathan is right about the message being uh, very, very, laid on very, very thick. I also, and this might be controversially, I also think that those messages in children's films aren't for kids. Kids don't usually see race or colour or difference in the same way that adults do. Mm-hmm. Um and so I sometimes think that those messages being laid on really thick are all about uh, parents watching the films and how they should be parenting rather than what the kids are actually experiencing. I will say that every kid that I've watched this film with loved it. Mm. Um, I like the idea of taking something and making it relatable. I'm never a big fan of when a film treats an audience like they're stupid and uh, really shoving uh, shoving a theme down the throat continuously. Yeah. That said, I, I enjoy this. <laughs> hmm. I, haven't, I haven't watched it a lot. I think I saw it at the cinema and then I've seen it twice since, one being the other week when I said that I would uh, hang out with you guys for this episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, I watched it with my partner's kids. When we, when we did that, they loved it. They laugh. They laugh a lot in this one. Uh, that fox yeah. is everybody's favourite. So, um, Yeah. I think that's where I sort of stand with it. Okay. Oh, you've been uh, this quiet. is a bad movie. <laughs> this movie sucks. I hate this movie. <laughs> I, I was wondering I've, if it was. I've been go sitting there. with it for a couple of days now, and you know. the more I think about this movie, the more I fucking hate it. Okay, um, so ju- just to clarify, you don't like it? <laughs> um, well, let me see if I can put it a, a little uh, succinctly. Maybe, maybe be movie, a bit more. Yeah. 
This bit movie's more transparent. Bad. Just just bad. It's a bad movie. Yeah. My kids yeah. loved it. And and I, yeah. I and I don't want to take that away from them. So they should be asleep right now. They're not. They're listening to me trash this horrible <laughs> movie. <laughs> we liked it. Yeah. Um no, no, I I think the messaging is mixed and I think the plot is bad and Judy Hopps is a clash trader piece of shit. <laughs> and I hope she gets shot in the line of duty. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Bunny going down. Yep. <laughs> Ouch. <Just. laughs> That's some ruthless, ruthless energy there. I mean, there shot. is a lot of, you know, protect the one percent that, oh, yeah. that is this movie. <laughs> like there is a there is rabbit stew on the stove tonight. There's 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 very much a uh protect the status quo uh don't you know don't try to actually change anything mm. this i do not like this film and <laughs> and it's one of those films that you know uh, i'm with zach like i thought it was cute the first time i saw it and i was like oh yeah it's fine you know i'm i i fucking hate cops but i've been watching copaganda my whole life so i can deal with it sure and then I watched it like a second time and I was like, okay, maybe this wasn't as good as I remember. And I mean, like I even have a four star review on my letterbox because I think I still was kind of being hopeful, but even my four star review was like, fuck propaganda. Um, <laughs> rewatching it this time. I'm just like, what was I just trying to make this a good movie? Cause I do not enjoy this. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Also, so also fuck cops. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, well, um, I, I, uh, hmm. <laughs> it's hard to follow, uh, the phrase fuck cops. Uh, <laughs> well, fuck them. I hate them because I, I try to hold out the belief that there are legitimately people who want to be cops for good reasons, like Judy hops in, in, but I like that the movie starts out by addressing her prejudices and her parents' prejudice, like in the speech where there's like, oh, these people, these people, these people. you, go. And I think that's good because, yeah, kids don't start life with those prejudices, but they can yeah. have experiences that they take isolated incidents and spread out and, and might think of people as the film uses of, for foxes. Um, mm. <clears throat> my main issue, aside from uh, a little bit of propaganda, is the whole nature of the allegory itself the predator versus prey thing mm -hmm. it really what exactly does that say when you're trying to use it as a racial allegory like <laughs> when when yeah when they yeah that's true when they explicitly tell you in one scene in the movie that 10 percent of the population are predators uh -huh. and they're supposed to be the minority here um that's some um, Hillary Clinton bullshit. <laughs> oh, fuck Hillary Clinton, too. <laughs> uh, this is Going the on. episode where it's just kind of all being laid out on the table. So just letting you guys know. Hey, this look. is the uh, the episode where the Aussie girl in the chat is just sipping a coffee <laughs> and not contributing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not. I'm not the person who got up in front of uh, the entire world and called black teenagers super predators. So, you know, that's yeah. not me. That was someone else that we won't name Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Rachel. Yeah, I'll come I, on about the cute furry movie. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm so glad that I, uh, <clears throat> I watched the bunny film. <laughs> <laughs> 
so. I'm so sorry. I I, I really should I really should have been like Rachel. Come on a different episode. Don't do this one. That's that's how friends. She's so nice and sweet. Let's put her in the episode. Maybe like fuck Judy and fuck cops. <laughs> I mean, you didn't say fuck bunnies yet. I mean, are we okay uh, with bunnies in general? Yeah, Is it just bunny, Judy? Bunny, bunnies are no, fine. No, 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 because <laughs> rabbits are just fucking everywhere around here, and I'm goddamn tired of it. <laughs> Yo, I've been dodging squirrels at work all week. That shit's been weird. That's we don't have weird. squirrels here. <laughs> we got them. Barely any of them here in the Midwest. Yeah. We don't really have them. We have foxes, though. <laughs> well that's why you don't have squirrels well i yeah. I, I did go, i did go on a road trip uh, a few weeks ago where uh two wombats trying to kill us so um, and by trying to kill us we were driving at night and they uh you know how there are animals that will run out of the way for cars on a highway mm-hmm. wombats don't do that wombats will sit down and look at you and go yeah, fucking oh, stay still uh, I was i'm here gonna first. walk <laughs> yeah <laughs> the problem is is if you hit them they will fuck your car up. So. <laughs> they seem like pretty sturdy animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Solid. Like hitting a rock. <laughs> your car, $3,000 worth of damage. Wombat, just yeah. fine. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Zootopia. Zootopia. I, uh, I think, uh, is, it, is her name pronounced Jennifer Goodwin? I know it starts with yes, a Yes, Jennifer Goodwin. And, Jennifer um, Goodwin, yeah. And From Jason Once Bateman. Upon a Time. Yeah. Her and Jason Bateman, I think they do really good vocal performances. Oh, I think and, you know, Jason Bateman is just being himself, of course. But yeah, and honestly, his character was the one that I enjoyed the most. Yeah, I, I like Jason him. Bateman's character. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. Uh, more if him. not him, uh, the the Fennec Fox. I can never remember who played him, but that's uh, I believe Tiny Lister plays him. Right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Deep Oak from Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I also liked. Is it the 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 guy that works at the welcome desk at the police academy? Oh, so, I love. Uh, I, I spent love the him. entire time thinking that's Josh Gad, and it's not. No, is, it the guy from, is it the guy from Modern Family? It's yes. uh, Nate Torrance. Oh, okay. No, not who I think. Wait, hold on. He's in something because I looked at. It, I was like, because he sounds so much like Josh Gad He's in from this movie. Supernatural. Yeah. He played Sully. Oh, okay. I've never seen an episode of Supernatural, so I don't know that. I, I hadn't prior to being locked in my house for four months during COVID, and then I watched 15 seasons. Yeah, I love Supernatural. <laughs> you will 100%, I will fully admit that I love how bad Supernatural is. Oh, I yeah. Love just everything. That, that my, my topic of conversation at work this week was what movie is so bad that you're embarrassed to say that you love it? There's not a single movie I will say I'm embarrassed to love. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. <laughs> I I do believe in guilty pleasures, but they're like I will one hundred percent on top of a roof tell people I watched the core a lot. Conair Conair is my go-to for a guilty pleasure, but Nicolas Cage, anything with Nicolas Cage in it, and I and you know I'm going to stand here and make the statement that any film would be more fun with Nicolas Cage in it, acting as subtly as he always does. Yes. Well, yes, here, so here, I'll, I'll throw Paul for a curb. My guilty pleasure, I guess, is a Clockwork Orange because I feel guilty about liking it. You know, you you should because <laughs> it's a piece yeah, of shit. because we make you feel guilty. Yeah, because <laughs> Kubrick is a creeper. Is that why? It, it's it's because of that, and it is the uh, Judy Hops of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Looks really good. Mm. Fuck Judy, but it has bad <laughs> core. Th- throw her off. It court. has bad bunny energy. Is what it has. <laughs> Bad bunny. Uh, there we go. 
So, I feel like that's uh, an actual saying somewhere. Probably <laughs> that artist Bad Bunny. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> um, the sloths. Though um, I love every scene with the sloths. Yeah, uh, I see, think that joke is fucking great. See, and I love that too. But also, I think it works against the messaging of the film. It does one hundred percent. Where it's that's like why you have yeah. to appreciate it, appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Because that that just happens all over this film where it's like, hey, you shouldn't work in prejudices. And then they're just like, here are all these stereotypes. Here are all these animal stereotypes. Like (laughs) Judy Hopps is saying goodbye to her family and her her parents have 50 million kids. Because rabbits. Do do I think that the sloths accurately reflect going to the DMV or the Australian version of the DMV? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad oh, to know that's absolutely. universal. <laughs> oh yeah, that's universal. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I love the uh, the actual animation of the sloths. Like I feel yeah. like yeah. the way it was done, especially when you get the when he goes wide eyed about the joke and everything. Like I'm yeah, saying, it just looked really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. But it's a uh, it's funny to like even just read the the synopsis of this film because it's like. It is racial prejudice and psychotropic gr- drugs and Godfather and Breaking Bad references. It's like, what is going on here exactly? <laughs> um, I like uh, some of the music. The The score is a little jazzy sometimes. But is it Giacchino, I always forget how to say his name. G- uh, yeah. 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 It's, it's close enough. Yeah. He, um, Paul just doesn't want to try. I believe he, he says G- it all the time. I believe it's Giacchino. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I could also be wrong. It's so. like one of those Monticello, Monticello things. It's Monticello because you don't play a cello in an orchestra, but you can play a cello wow. in an orchestra. Paul, well, are you okay? Do, do you need a hug today? Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of energy there. <laughs> this is uh, his uh, therapy session after a rough day to get it all out. Yeah. Bring it. I'm a professional. I am rent. I'm rather anxiety laden, but I'm also just an angry anarchist, and this movie's bad. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not a big, uh, I'm, I'm not a big believer in black and white uh, uh, philosophy and film. Right? I don't like good and evil. Right. I think that there's so much that exists in the in between, in people and films and in everything. And I think that this film right. is very good and bad. Yeah. That the characters are good or bad. They yeah. they try to throw some shading in there by like, hey, the the mayor is found out about this and he's trying to keep it under wraps, but he's not really doing anything that bad. So it's obviously his worker who he's oppressed for so long. That's yeah. that's the real villain here. Yeah. Um, and see, I think the film tried uh, thinks it's smarter than it is if they if they'd just written a handful of things very differently and maybe, you know, really honed in on the systemic part and not tried to go with the whole predators are influenced by these drugs because it's in their biology or whatever crap. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, had Judy Hopps realized that a life in actual public service is where she belongs and not being a class traitor piece of shit. That would have been also nice. <laughs> I kind of wish the movie would have gone the other way and not have a message and just be funny animal stereotypes. That would that yeah would have been twenty times better. <laughs> like I know it sounds kind of bad, but 
I, I'm all about messaging in films. Some films, I think I would rather not see a message, and I just want to watch. I want to watch sloths be slow. I want to watch foxes be sly. I have you watch watched? Go fast. Have you watched Zootopia Plus at all? I have not. It's worth this movie existing. Okay, okay. cool. Because Judy Hopps isn't the main character of any of the shorts, and you get to see. Sure. Uh, you just get to see weird animals being weird animals. And I'm about that life. Okay. Like they, they do a whole real housewives parody with the, uh, the Vols. <laughs> I love the Vols. I, it, I just embrace that God movie just to embrace those parts of the movie. Mm. Big Russian polar bear bodyguards. That shit's great. That's gold, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Keep that up. But no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not as far into Paul as it's a bad movie. I just think it's okay. I think just... um, I'll take, you know, the, the soft approach where I think I do like the fact that, you know, the idea of your first bunny cadet and then the bunny and the fox becoming officers to hopefully change something from within. And, you know, I'm idealistic to hope that maybe that can happen where I know Paul would be just like abolish the police. You know, we don't know. <laughs> Probably. Also, I, I, oh, sorry, I like the idea that, okay, she wanted to be something different. She wanted to be something that she viewed as more. I think that that's, that part's great. I like that, you know, we have a fox at the end that becomes more. I think they could have focused on that. I think they could have also focused on the fact that she was a girl doing these things too. Like, that's a missed yeah. opportunity there that she's sort of worked her way into this male dominated field. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to take a stance, if you want to stand on a soapbox about something, you don't need to make other people <laughs> or you, yeah, I guess that yeah. that could have been a good way to do it. If you really wanted to stand on a soapbox about something, yeah. you know, empowering women, females, people that identify as female rather than, um, rather than making it good, bad, black, white predators, yeah, you know, and and there's some interesting ends in there as well because you have like Miss mm. Otter, which I'm going to take this moment to at least appreciate the joke that her husband's name is Emmett Otter because <laughs> Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is amazing. Oh yeah, um, but. Uh, Mrs. Otter comes in and the the police don't listen to her. They don't take her seriously. They're just they just ignore her. And then you have uh then you have Jenny Slate's character who is the bad guy, um, who's being shoved aside and ignored, even though she is technically like the second like highest office in all of Zootopia, the biggest city in Animal Land or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. That, that is an interesting thing, and they had ends to that, but they just completely ignored it for this lopsided prejudice. I think about the only two things yeah. they, they did with Judy is just she said, no, you know, don't call me cute. And I think that Ugh. um hated that. <laughs> you hated her saying that? I, I I hated her I hated her saying that, number one. Mm-hmm. And because it gives off this weird air of privilege to her um, because she's saying it to quote unquote, a predator. Oh, mm. it's like, Oh, here's, here is the under the, the, the minority of Zootopia. And you're just like, Hey, my struggle is more important than yours, but I'm, I don't like it. Okay. 
Man, Paul's just here to shit on everything. I'm here. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm loving it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like that. I did like her saying, don't call me cute. Um, but then that's, you know, that's that's she, coming from a woman that doesn't like the whole, oh, just smile. Oh, yeah. 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 And again, if if that was kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. You, See, that, that's it. Like, they've They've focused on on a race thing when they could have actually focused on gender and yeah, and had this yeah it's very specifically a bunny can call another bunny cute it's not like hey man that, the way she phrased that was badly yeah. but when yeah. she says it yeah. later to nick it's more natural just don't call me cute yeah, yeah. just don't call me cute yeah not, it, it has airs of lola bunny don't call me doll like yeah <laughs> which of course is low that you know what never mind that that's a whole fucking can of worms i don't want to bring up okay were there any worms in this film? I can't remember. I don't remember any no, worms. No which, insects. Which is racist. Yes. Yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, Zootopia. Tommy I'm Chong's also bothered by the fact that, uh, is everybody a vegetarian then? It has to be, right? Right. Like, I mean, yep. all yep. animals are evolved, so they're not eating yep. each other. Unless, I mean, and this could be something that I would love to see, where uh, <laughs> humans are actually the cattle. They're all just eating soylent green, and I love yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you have, like, um, they eat all the um, ones dying of natural causes in some, <laughs> yeah. like, hospital somewhere. <laughs> no, that's terrible. What was that? The Lion King, where they're like, can I just pick off, like, a... A weak one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So anybody got any more notes on Zootopia? Um, no. Tommy Chong's in this. Yes. Tommy Chong. Tommy and for Chong's that, great. it gets, and for that, it gets one star. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I think what were you going to say, Paul? I don't know. If I was going to say anything. Yeah. I, um, I think it's one of those ones where the, the initial intentions were probably good, but then they tried to get too cute with it. Um, it's it, like looking at ratings and stuff, it, it, like 98% positive critical ratings. It's got over an eight on IMDb, which we know is, you know, just a popular, uh, uh, voting. Um, so I, I hope maybe at least it's a bit of conversation starter. Like, no, it has been here today. Uh, but I don't know who necessarily received the message or maybe it's just highly rated because people think it's cute and funny. I think that it's highly rated because people watched it once and went with that. Probably, I think that probably. it's, you know, I think it's a film that's kind of like popcorn. If you're just going to go and, and sit there with your kids and watch it and eat your popcorn, you don't really think about it too much. You just go, oh, that was really cute. I mean, that was a cute bunny or that was a cute fox or, or whatever. Yeah. But I think that it's on the second watch that you start to see what's lacking and what's definitely uh, – not lacking. It's definitely being pushed too much to the mm -hmm. full, the front, right. and and I think that I think the problem is with with things like IMDb is that people will go on and and register like register it as soon as they've seen it. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. not put any thought into it. And I don't know about anybody else, but I I can't do that <laughs> with films. I oh I love right. every movie immediately after I get out of it. I literally <laughs> cannot write a review until the next day because I know I'm going to rave immediately. <laughs> Because yeah, I love so, movies. Same, same. I, I, I love movies too. And I tend to be the person that finds something good in every movie that I see. 
there is uh, Vanilla Sky is the only film I've never done a review of because I still don't know what I think of that movie because <laughs> oh, it's so <laughs> because I I walked out of the cinema and my mind just went <laughs> yeah. it was like oh my god but you know but with most films it, it's you associate you know there are things that you associate you get to sit in a comfy chair you get to eat popcorn these are great things right so you're sitting there and you're feeling comfy and you're feeling good and watching a film and if you've got kids with you and they're actually sitting through the film right this is awesome (laughs) and and so all of these things then impact on how you're viewing a film and you walk out and you go that was pretty great you know yeah and then and then later on you go oh actually maybe (laughs) not and and also quite like that bit (laughs) yeah and also films aren't films aren't viewed in a vacuum this came out in 2016 the election is is going on in america and, and that piece of shit trump who's a fucking piece of shit and I fucking hate him. Uh, I, I needed to even this out after the Hillary Clinton thing. Yeah. Um, he, he, um, he got a lot of people on edge and people who mostly are going to be reviewing this movie tend to lean a little more to the left. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree, uh, pro- yeah. Professional reviewers. Um, and you're watching this in 2016. Like, yeah, prejudice is bad. Fuck Trump. And yeah, you're gonna give yeah. it a good review, and then you never watch it again. So <laughs> exactly. So now yeah. we're back to what Rachel was saying. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, nailed it. All right. Well, well, uh, well talking to Dick. Talking to Dick. Uh, Alan <laughs> Tudyk playing Duke Weaselton, not to be confused with Duke Wesselton. <laughs> I thought that was cute, and I really hope they did that on purpose. <laughs> so, all right, you ready for this rabbit hole to get a little bit weirder? Because I saw a note about this not too long rabbit ago. Rabbit hole, you say? Yes. Um, yes. yes. Uh, uh, okay. Now, now you got me in the gut. Um, so, so yes, he pl- plays Duke Weaselton, which of course is a reference to Frozen, where he plays Duke, the Duke of Wesselton. Uh, but. When I first saw this at the theater, I thought he was Steve Buscemi because oh. he's doing kind of a Steve Buscemi impression. Oh, yeah. yeah, I th- I think I thought that too. Yeah. Yep. Do Do you know what movie Steve Buscemi, uh, Disney movie Steve Buscemi plays the villain in? Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Home on the Range from two thousand four. Okay. Do you, know, do you know what his character's name was? I'm gonna guess it was Duke. It was Wesley. Oh. And all of his subordinates in the film called him Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Amazing. Uh, I didn't realize that joke existed in that movie because I saw it when it was in the theater in 2004 because of the year I worked at the theater. Mm-hmm. And I never saw it again. And I watched it with my kids a couple of years ago during lockdown. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I did not know. Yeah, it just it gave layers layers I, to this joke. I do so like a rabbit hole. Thank you. <laughs> I will say this is also not my favorite uh, animated performance by Alan Tudyk uh, for this year. I'll, I'll um, for this year. Oh, for this year. <laughs> okay, we're gonna come back to that. Well, yeah, we'll come yeah. back to that. Yeah. Okay, but I think it's good, Alan Tudyk. I'm gonna give this an A. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something no, it positive. Was. Yeah, you know, I. I think I knew that at one point, but I'd forgot again. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, Steve Buscemi's in this. Awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> good job. All right. Well, let's get into our worsty judgments. 
And Rachel. Yes. Did this movie deserve best animated feature? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not for me. It didn't. No. Anyway, uh, you wanting to know what I thought did? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yes. if you would yeah. like. Yeah. Um, um, look, <clears throat> I, uh, I, th- I mean, there, there are two that I really loved. Uh, uh, earlier, you guys referred to it as, um, I think, my life as a zucchini. Yes. Uh, Zach and I had a conversation about this because he told me that he was watching it and he's like, have you seen it? And I said, no. And I realized later that's because I know it is my life as a courgette. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, I thought that was great. I thought it was really, really great. Um, but for sentimental reasons, I am going to go with Moana for this year. And, and, and the reason for that is that I have a, I have a niece who is biracial and she was so excited when they had dress up day at school and you could dress up as your favorite, like your favorite princess character or whatever. And mm. she finally had a character that she could dress up as because mm-hmm. there was a character that looked like her. So yeah, nice. I'm going to go with Moana for that year. May I ask if, uh, she is indigenous, half indigenous? No, she's, uh, she's half Indian. But um, yeah, but I I do also live in a country that uh, has a lot of uh, a really large Polynesian uh, population, Um, uh, or I in in Australia we we call them islanders, um, because they come from any of the islands of Polynesia. It also (laughs) covers New Zealand. If you come from New Zealand, you're an islander. Um, And I just I I I really liked it. it. It it really reflected a culture that I have experienced as a visitor, but also I, I just thought it, I, I thought good on them for finally sort of uh, stepping out of, you know, they, they, Disney did it slowly over the years, really, where they started stepping out of what was viewed as sort of a traditional princess. And they did it with like body types and they did it with culture. And then you, I just think, yeah, I think Moana was a step forward for that. And I was, uh, I was really happy about that. So. <laughs> So, nice. yeah, um, either of those I would have been happy with. Cool. Excellent. Zach. Hello. Does this movie deserve best animated feature? I'll uh, say that um, I was able to see all these nominees. Uh, I didn't watch Moana this week, but I've seen it so many times that I I know it <laughs> very well. Um, <clears throat> so, other than Zootopia, I'll, write, I'll rank these other four real quick. And... I love all four of these other movies. So when I say Moana is my number four, that's nothing against it because I think it's great. And um, then I have my life as a courgette or a zucchini, whichever you want to call. I, I was blown away. Was it an hour and seven minutes long? It, yeah. I love the way it handled such dark topics. I didn't know exactly what the movie was watching about. And it's not a spoiler to say in, in the first five minutes you have a, kid collecting all the beer cans that his mother's been drinking and then uh accidentally kills her <laughs> like oh okay that's where we're going <laughs> when <laughs> yeah but um i could see uh, one issue that maybe paul might have with this and it, there's uh the good guy in the movie is a, a police officer fuck so. the cops <laughs> but I have to believe that a cop that goes after people who abuse children can be a good person. Uh, and, and the film addresses, you know, you've got characters that constantly, you know, dumping water balloons on them. Like we don't like the cops because they're, they've got reason not to like the cops. So I and think they're right. I think the film addresses the fact that he's a cop in a good way. So I hold, I don't hold it against it too much. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, Kubo and the two strings next masterpiece, five stars. And the Red Turtle I finished just before uh, 
came out here and I messaged Paul privately and I said, fuck you for making this podcast, this podcast because I had to watch this movie and it made me cry. I haven't seen and it. It's beautiful. It, there's like no dialogue, just like noises and some shouting sometimes. And, but it's all beautiful animation, a beautiful uh, nonverbal story with incredible music. And that's where I mentioned score. This, I, I can't believe, um, you know, I heard a bits and pieces from Jackie and then La La Land, you know, and kick those out of the category and put the red turtle in best original score. Cause that is a fantastic score. Um, I loved it. So I think Zootopia, I had it at number four, but after our talk and, and before, uh, before this watch, so watching it and then talking about it, I've got it down at the bottom and I don't think it should have won. I think any of the other four were well-deserving uh, Red Turtle, I think, is the best film of the others, but I really think it should have gone to Kubo and the Two Strings because Leica is due an Oscar, and that shit's good. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm also going to be on the no. This movie did not deserve Best animated Feature. Uh, I think it should have been taken out altogether, and Kung Fu Panda 3 should have been put in its place. Not win, but could have got, should have got it. Um, you laugh. But the Kung Fu Panda movies are great. Dope as fuck. I, awesome. I'm, I'm laughing not at the fact that you think it should be in there. I'm laughing at the fact that you're so passionate about it. And I'm like, that's adorable. I'm with I, you. I love yeah. the Kung Fu Panda movies <laughs> so much. I, look, I'm a big fan of anything panda, really. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's a panda. Um, that being said, I did not get to watch the two Fru Fru movies. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't watch the fucking French movie and the goddamn there's no dialogue in this movie, so I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> Why is it got to be frou-frou just because it's French? It's a really sweet movie. I'm sure it is. <laughs> that being said, no, I just honestly only was able to watch Zootopia, but I've seen Kubo quite a few times, and I have seen Moana so many goddamn times because <laughs> I have a two-year-old daughter who, when you say, what do you want to watch? She goes, princess movie? All right, which one? Moana? Because that's the one that she says, and it sounds so adorable. I love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is also the movie with the best Alan Tudyk uh, acting uh, in animated movie for this year. Yes. It's uh, hey, hey, the chicken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Beautiful. Masterful um, performance. And the Oscar goes to. Uh, and also, anything that has uh, Jermaine Clement or Brett McKenzie just in, in anywhere attached to it immediately Reet. gets a plus one. So Shiny. Reet. Reet. <laughs> <laughs> so which one uh, do you that, think should have won? Uh, God. Uh, I love Moana so much, but Kubo is so fucking good. It uh, is, yeah. I, I'd, I'd give it to Moana. Like, okay. I, I would I would rather sit and watch Kubo. I think it is definitely the better, the more artistically directed one. Uh, but I think Moana has the, just the messaging in it is done in a better way. Agreed. It's it's sweet. Like when you get to the point where you realize that the bad guy of the movie is really just something that just wanted something back, and it's actually really good. This good piece of just fucking beauty of everything and. And, and and the rock is kind of badass. And I liked it. Yeah, so, yeah. sure is. Yeah, I would have uh, given Moana the win for that year. So, cool. Paul, does this movie deserve best animated feature? Okay. Before I say anything on my behalf, I need to speak up 
for friend of the podcast, Joseph Tapia, my mm. fellow shark, uh, and say that the Ratchet and Clank movie came out this year and he thinks it should have won. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say Sausage Party on behalf of Joe, because that, that sounds like something he would feel. It's like way more of a Joe thing to say, but Joe loves Ratchet and Clank. Like he Joe, loves Joe's Ratchet and Joe's the waffle guy, right? Yes. Waffle yes. stomping. <laughs> I was so hoping you said that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, so I just want to speak up for Joe. Uh, that being said, fuck no, this movie did not deserve this. Uh, <laughs> uh, all caps are bastards. Uh, and um, according to the band Terror Group on the album short songs for short people, they barbecue their dicks. <laughs> All right. With, with just sauce or actually like burn them? I don't know. No, you don't think too much about it. Uh, it's just it, It's a line that makes me laugh and yeah. that's all I care about. <laughs> Very good. Either, either way, I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, the remaining four, uh, since this is bottom basement, is number zero. Um, uh, I'm going to go with my life as a courgette in the number four spot. Uh, cause all cops are bastards. That's a really cute movie. It, it, it didn't speak to me personally, but I, I read a review from a friend of the podcast, Christina Reynolds, that made me really wish I connected with this film on a much deeper level because mm. her review on Letterboxd is beautiful and, uh, everybody should go read it. All right. Um, but uh, I, I didn't connect with it in the way I really hoped to, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, also, I, I found out it was written by uh, Celine Shiama, who was the writer-director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Petit Maman. Oh. And everybody knows how much I love Petit Maman. Maman. Mm-hmm. It is the most beautiful. So, uh, Celine Shiama for life. Um, uh, my number three. Oh, oh I should have given more thought to this. I'm going to go red. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Red Turtle. No, no, Moana. Uh, and again, I love Moana. I think I gave it four and a half stars. I think it's mm. a beautiful film. Uh, it, it's it's wonderful. And its message is beautiful. And um, yeah, it, it's shiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, then, I'll, then I'll go Red Turtle. Red Turtle is gorgeous. Oh, my God. It stomped on my heart and uh, threw it in the trash. And that's exactly where it belongs. <laughs> Along, <laughs> along with Judy Hopps's dead body. Um, <laughs> Make sure you retrieve it at some point. Not not the dead body, but your heart. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, Red Turtle. Oh, God. Dang. It's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It is. Mm. Okay. Slow um, dancing on the beach. Yes. And then uh, my number one's going to be Kubo in the two strings. Uh-huh. Which should probably be my number two because Kubo and the Two Strings is a Japanese story that uh, all three of its leads are played by white people. Yep. Uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> not great. I don't like that. Uh, but the movie's too too good to not be. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it falls into the category of things that we uh, we learn as we go on. We get better. Yeah. We progress. We go, okay, yeah. It's a great film. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But and if we did it now, it would be different, hopefully. Correct. And yeah. I I know I had kind of an issue with it then, but it it feels 
ickier the more I think about it. Mm. But also, also the movie's really, really, really good. I I I have this I have the same problem with Breakfast at Tiffany's. I love that movie. Yes. Mickey, yeah. 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 <laughs> but how do you t- just look the other way with Mickey Rooney? You <laughs> yeah, just like, you, um... you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great movie. Except that. Except for that. Yeah. Except that. <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, I know why. I always say why. I know the answer anyway. Yeah. Doesn't mean it has to be a good answer though. No. Right. Okay, so um, real quick, uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 came out this year. Uh, the movie that should have won uh, Best Animated Feature this year, Ice Age Collision Course. I was waiting for that. Yep. I'm kidding. The movie <laughs> that really should have won was Pokemon X, Y, and Z. There you go. I thought you were going to go Scooby-Doo and WWE in the van or whatever the hell. Oh, was, was that, was that, that was this year? Movie. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> with Undertaker. Is uh, that, that um, the WrestleMania one? Mystery at WrestleMania or whatever. No, it's like the cursed van or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Finding Dory came out this year, which isn't the best, but it's way better than Zootopia and could have sure. rounded out this category. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. It's fine. It, it's fine. There's <clears throat> some moments that go ridiculous. There is an octopus driving a car, yeah. which which if you know my feelings about octopus octopodes playing drums mm-hmm. yep yep i i'm for it so yep. o- octopode driving car let's do Look, it you know i just <laughs> think that there aren't enough films that feature octopus people drop uh, octopus i uh, octo uh, octopus driving cars there we go yeah, yeah, i got there yeah. eventually <laughs> it, it, it would be octopi octopode <laughs> is a acceptable form of pluralization of octopus Nice. Okay. My favorite review I've ever seen uh, for Finding Dory was just, man, they gave that fish a receding hairline. So, <laughs> yeah, like, good job. <laughs> Dory's dad <laughs> with the color light <laughs> on the fish. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Uh, but there's a whale shark in it, and I love whale sharks. Yeah. All right. Well, Rachel, our other question, of course, is, is this the worst best animated feature? It'd be up there, right? <laughs> it has to be up there with one of the worst. Yeah. Um, I probably should have researched a bit more. <laughs> so we got uh, we got Spirited Away, Wally. The, I'm I'm listing mine in order. It's not by year. The Incredibles, Inside Out, Ratatouille, Big Hero Six, Toy Story Three, Finding Nemo, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were Rabbit, Brave, Up, Shrek, Rango, Frozen, and Happy Feet. Yeah, I'm gonna go with its worst. Okay. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> All right. Zach, is this the worst best animated feature? I um despite the problems with the film, I still have enough fun watching it and I love uh the Nick Wilde character um and uh stories about rabbit abortions and things uh, that have come from no, just kidding. Um but no, I have it third worst. I have Happy Feet and Frozen below it. I gave it three and a half stars, which is so you know, maybe a little generous. Huh? So rude to happy. I do I not enjoy that film. You just don't like to be cold. I like being cold, actually. Fair enough. But I don't like I films like that leave me feeling cold. And I don't like jukebox musicals. I like jukebox musicals. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul right. gets points. Sorry for shitting on everybody's feelings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Sorry, not sorry. What do you think, Jonathan? <laughs> gonna give that one a second. <laughs> um, yes, this is the worst. Uh, up is just above it because up at least has a really good first 24 minutes. And uh, I can say that's good. Uh, Zootopia has moments that are good that I like, but it could have been a better movie as a whole. And it's, yeah, it's got, it's, it's problematic. Problematic! Up is not problematic. <laughs> it's just boring for an hour and a half. So, <laughs> yeah, the worst. Paul. Yes. Is this the worst? Best animated feature. Look, I know I've done a really good job at kind of masking my feelings on this movie in this <laughs> episode. Yeah. Yeah. You've been very subtle. Very, very subtle. I, I'm sure nobody's going to pick up on it for this point. Um, y- yes. God, yes. This is just <laughs> bad. And I will never let my kids watch it again, even though they really liked it. Uh-huh. Um, because Judy Hopp stays a cop at the end of this movie instead of doing something important. And I can't forgive that. <laughs> I'm. I don't mean to. I, I laugh at your conviction because it's so awesome. Uh, not. I'm saying these things to be funny. Like, <laughs> I believe them, but I'm also putting them in a humorous way so that people will laugh at me. I I just got this visualization of Paul's kids in like 20 years going shit at that. I'm a cop now. <laughs> My kids are going to be Alex P. Keaton. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Worked out well for Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is where we're going to call it here for tonight. Rachel, thank you very much for being with us again. It, it always makes my heart sore when you're here with us. Yes. Aww. Thanks for letting me hang out, fellas. It's always fun. <laughs> always fun. <laughs> Even when it gets confrontational. Absolutely. <laughs> I think especially. <laughs> Even when I'm being a huge piece of shit. No, Paul, you Especially. were totally vague in how you stood on things tonight. Don't worry so about vague. it. So <laughs> vague. Riding that fence. <laughs> well, what are we plugging here tonight, Rachel? How, what, what, um, month, what are we doing for this month for your uh, TikTok? Uh, it is a month of films that come from books. Um, so Ooh. I've got a lot of nominations. There will be a lot of reviews coming out in the next couple of days. All right. And uh, tune in if you want me to break the hearts of every woman that really loves the film. P.S. I love you because. Oh, yes. It's a, <laughs> yes, it's, fuck it's, you. It's, oh, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> I recorded that one just before I came on here. And I'm like, oh, oh a lot of women are going to hate me. Um, <laughs> that, that'll get you the views. Right. Uh, Hopefully that gets me on the airflow. <laughs> Have you done Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas yet? I haven't. I haven't. But if you want to nominate it, I'll put it on. I'm nominating list. him, right? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go throw it in that thing. Excellent. I have uh, P.S. I Love You. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians is also on the list. Cool. I was just listening to a uh, review of that today. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Um, well, I only watched it the other week. Uh, but, yeah. So, you can find me on TikTok at Hopeful Ray of Sun. You can find me on instagram at hopeful ray of sunshine and um yeah that, that's pretty much my social media presence <laughs> excellent make sure you go check those out i do enjoy Please. them i do too <laughs> all right Fellas well my exactly <laughs> well my name is jonathan pierce you can find me on the twitter the twitch the tiktoks at all torn underscore Zach, where can we find you 
You can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc or Letterbox by searching my name. Uh, trying to think if I watch anything else this week. I think they were all just podcast related. So there we go. Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are dressing as sharks and covering shark-related content. Uh, you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I am keeping a runny, running tally of all the films that I watch. And this week, I went and saw Creed 3, which mm-hmm. I loved. Excellent. Nice. I, I am not the least bit objective about Creed films. I have a raging hard on for Michael B. Jordan uh-huh. and I like watching him shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen the first one, so I've got two to catch I, up on now. I have yeah. been really wanting to watch it even more lately with the whole basically every 50 plus year old white guy going that Sylvester Stallone's not in it, so they're not going to see it. Well, fuck, fuck them. Yeah. So so we're going into the movie and Joe's like, I heard they don't even mention Rocky in this movie. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah. no, that's what I heard. And I'm like, no, you. that sounds fine. Like, yeah. okay. And he's like, you don't believe me? I was like, I'm going to go watch this movie. And we watched the movie, and there are two mentions of Rocky in the film. <laughs> uh, my favorite review this week for that is, sweet Lord, all that milk chocolate. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I would... I'm serious. I would be in the gays threesome with Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. There's a reason I finished my milk chocolate just now. Zeal Creamery, (laughs) pasture raised. But I really like the way Michael B. Jordan shoots the fights. Oh, yeah. He directed it. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, he directed it. I didn't know that. Wow. And and the fight sequences have a lot of anime influence and they're wild as fuck. And oh, I love them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I love I love talking movies. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like when you find, you know, you find your people but understand your language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, speaking of our language, Zach, what are we watching next week? Well, we're uh, gonna pause this because we've had a new Oscar ceremony, and we're going to be watching Best Picture winner. Everything, everywhere, all at once. So come back and uh, check us out. All right. I can't wait. We, As we are recording this, we are two nights away from the Oscars. Yeah. And so we will know who won by the time that you hear this. Yeah. So and Trav will have told you. Thank you. No, I think you told us, Zach, oh, in oh, a very right. convincing voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> totally believed it. Uh, so... Uh, with that, Rachel, thank you once again. We always love having you here. We can't wait to have you back. Absolutely. Lisa, I may have some more. As, <laughs> as far as thanks go, we're going to give thanks to our producer, Trav, for producing our podcast. I said producer thanks. twice in that. Producer Trav, producer. producer. <clears throat> there we go. You catch him on his podcast, Loving Up with Benjamin Banks. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. Megan, not named after the Care Bears movie. Uh, you can follow <laughs> the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at The Oscarsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review like I did with Zootopia here on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the all 
almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm! Oh, five stars, thank you! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just being the, the, the bowl. Okay. No, I, yeah. I followed. Yeah, no, it was that, there. Was that? <laughs> no, yeah. Never mind. So, shout out to the target bag. Four, uh, an out of breath Rachel. Zach, <laughs> Jonathan, and um, you know what? Maurice LaMarche playing the Godfather role himself. Live life for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>